Hello, and welcome back to the No Score Review Show, where we have in-depth critique and nuanced discussion of some of your latest movies, video games, and television. I'm your host, Nick Green. And today, we are reviewing another entry in the MCU uh, television series, uh, whatever you want to call it, um, the second season of Loki. Uh, joining me this review is Zach Milne from Zach Milne Talks Movies. Welcome back, I like Zach. to call it the Marvel DLC. Oh, you know what? That's great. I'm gonna I'm gonna borrow that. I think that's great. I love that. Um, I'm yeah, doing well, the, man. Uh, Thanks for having me back, man. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> it's been so long, right? Uh, we just did our Marvels review. Um, that was probably it. Might be. I also again, I don't know what your thoughts were for this season, so we're just kind of going mm-hmm. in blind. Um, but the Marvels review was very like uh, like very critical. I would say. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how this one goes. Uh, but the first little bit of this review will be spoiler free. Don't worry about any details being spoiled, spoiled for the second season. There might be some season one spoilers, um, in the first little bit. It'll definitely happen in, uh, the spoiler section, but there will be an explicit warning for all of that. So don't worry about it. Um, for now we'll get into our expectations and general thoughts. So Zach, what it, uh, what did you think of the second season? Yeah, I mean, for uh, expectations, didn't have huge, to be honest with you. I, I really like Loki season one. Uh, I think at the time, it was my third favorite of the Disney Plus shows was Loki yeah. uh, season one. And um, yeah, so I enjoyed it. And I was very curious to see where they were going to go with the whole he he remains and Loki's back, but they don't remember him. And mm-hmm. I was very curious, but I'm not going to lie. It wasn't something that I was like super anticipating until it released. Right. Th- when it released, I was like, oh, cool. Loki's out. I'll check it yeah, out. Yeah. But I wasn't like counting down the days. Wasn't really like, uh, you know, prepping for it. The mm-hmm. reviews started to come up with the first four episodes and they were really positive so that definitely helped too like oh, okay i think this is gonna be pretty decent so then i watched it and i th- i think this i think this is better than the first season really okay i think yeah i think this is uh i think this is the best marvel season since one Wan- division whoa yeah wow okay that's i high really praise. enjoyed it i really enjoyed this season quite a bit that's very cool interesting okay um yeah i I, it was kind of off by radar. Season one ended with a lot of questions for me um, mm. as to where it was going. Um, and then like once season two came out, I was that that kind of uh, cure or not uh, confusion kind of resurfaced a little bit of like, okay, where are we going to go with this? Um, and it I think it delivered on most of it. I I don't think I agree with uh, the sentiment of it being the best. Uh, is WandaVision your favorite? Yes. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I like the old timey TV show stuff. So that, like yeah. those first four or yeah, three or four episodes where it was just mm-hmm. an homage to doing uh, old style TV show. Mm-hmm. I liked those episodes just in that way like the i tickle my funny bone so yeah that's i did i did not feel it start slowly like a lot of people did right i yeah i really liked i think that was probably the favorite part of one division for me was the really wacky 
like homage to all of these different sitcoms and kind of utilizing their their strengths to like the benefit of the story and everything um but i agree loki season one i think was my my third favorite as well i liked uh moon knight and hawkeye a little bit more um Mm, just as kind of complete shows um although now like I, I say, I, I'm not as hot on season two as maybe you are, but as a complete package, season one and two feel pretty strong. And I'm very excited mm-hmm. to kind of go back and watch just to see the full through line because it feels this really does kind of feel um, like one season of television, honestly. Um, well, like there are only six was... episodes a season. Exactly. So they, like... they make up half a season of television together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But like, I think personally for me, I think it might have even benefited like it. There could have potentially even been of like an amazing 10 episode season just Mm. overall and not splitting it into two, like kind of looking back, at least based on memory anyway, season one. That's a good point. Ends kind of like it would be a mid season finale almost. Um so yeah, I, I'm very intrigued to go back. There was a lot to like about this season. The first and final episodes were definitely the highlights for me. I think it starts on a really strong foot uh, with the premiere. Um, I think my biggest standout for this one uh, is the cast. The cast is just amazing yeah. as all get out. Like Tom Hiddleston is a given, um, but like Owen Wilson and Kihei Kwan uh, and I'm forgetting her name, but Sylvie's actor uh, were all great as well. Um, but and like just the look of the TVA, I actually forgot how much I loved the art direction for Loki season one until I started yeah. like watching season two. And it's it, like it my third favorite show overall, probably as of right now, but probably my favorite show, my favorite looking show. It's just such a cool like design of everything. The TVA looks so cool. All of the character designs are great. The VFX is amazing. Uh, the yep. score is fantastic. Um, it's just, it fires on all cylinders. Um, I think just some of the like weaker points for this season for me were related to some story and character uh, beats here and there. Um, but not not a disappointing season of television overall for me i would say yeah for Um, sure yeah what uh what like were some of your favorite non-spoilery parts of this one would you well i will i will say i'll start off by saying like um most except for wandavision which is why it's my favorite um and i and i think it's still my favorite i will i won't lie this season comes close to dethroning it but with all the other Marvel Disney Plus shows, I've always like enjoyed how they started, and then they always kind of fizzle off, and I'm usually disappointed by the end, or it feels rushed by the end, or I didn't enjoy this part of it. Whereas with Loki Season 2, I felt like this season was focused a lot more than Season 1, and a lot more than a lot of Disney Plus Marvel shows are. I mm-hmm. enjoyed it from beginning to end. Like I thought it had a great start, and I thought it had a great finale. Like I enjoyed mm-hmm. it all the way, and everything in between, too, I thought was solid. I really enjoyed it. Um... It's not like my favorite thing the MCU has ever done, but as far as on yeah. Disney Plus, I think it's one of their strongest for sure. Um, I really liked because in the in the first season of Loki, I had trouble 
always grasping onto the concept of the TVA. The, the concept of the TVA for me, especially in the first season, felt jumping the shark territory for the MCU a little bit to me. Oh, interesting. Where it was, okay. Especially, yeah, because I kind of felt like with the first episode in, in, in season one when Loki's like standing trial and he's like, you know, oh, well, the Avengers did that. You should be after the Avengers. And the judge is like, well, the Avengers were supposed to do that. You weren't. That's why you're a variant. And I was like, ah, that just feels like such a lazy way to just write off any, like, if you want it to happen, it happened. If it doesn't, it's a variant. Like, it, like, right. it didn't feel like there was cons- a real rule to follow. Mm-hmm. And this whole idea of this, like, this, this, like, I don't know, almost governmental society overlooking the entire timeline of the MCU. It's just like, it was so far out there from like the, the verisimilitude and the reality of the MCU that -hmm. in season one, it, it, it was a tricky concept for me to really like latch onto and love. Whereas I feel like in season two, the grandiose of it was scaled down a little bit. As far as like what we focused on, it was very much centered on what Loki what um, Mobius, what OB, which I love the introduction to OB. Kim oh, yeah. was like MVP of the season. So happy yeah. to see him in there. He was fantastic. He was uh, so- it really focused on them trying to fix a specific problem that was happening. That was, a, that was stakes for the TVA as a whole. Mm-hmm. But it was confined enough. And, and it, they always kept the focus on it. That it never felt like the season um, DV, like meandered or like or uh went off here for a little bit or went off here for a little bit like they kind of lost their their track they always felt like they were on the right track the entire time the same one and they had a objective at the beginning and they had a resolution to it at the end and everything in between was to get there to get from there to there and i thought that they did that a lot better this season than last season yeah actually you know what i think i would agree with that like uh, the actual workings of everything might have varied for me but you make a very good point of i think everything did ultimately serve that through line um and going back it'll i think it'll probably resonate a lot better um it's just some of the like nitty-gritty i think and a lot of the like emotional uh work done in this season and maybe even some of the like uh b plot stuff especially Mm -hmm. like with the um uh kind of inner feuds of the tva uh that maybe didn't quite like hit as strongly for me and felt were a little bit of a not necessarily a distraction it was just like it didn't feel like it, it came to fruition as strongly as I thought it was getting set up to be. It kind of like okay. some of the things kind of get wrapped up uh, pretty quickly. And then we're kind of moving on to the next kind of problem. Um, but yeah, I think as for an overall goal of the uh, season, it was really strong. And I mean, it just ends on a really strong note. Like the more and more I think yeah. about the finale uh, I was a little iffy at first because, and maybe it was more of an expectations thing where I thought because of the stakes of this show and with it, uh, including Kang and everything and Kang being the big bad of this next uh, saga, at least right now anyway, until we're told otherwise, like maybe I was just expecting more of it to play towards 
uh, the overall big picture of the multiverse saga. And it kind of does in a way. Um, so I was a little bit underwhelmed in that regard, but I still like I'm, I'm warming up more and more to that finale uh, every day. I think it was a very strong note to end on. And I think it was a great way to wrap up Loki's character. I think Loki was handled very well. Like, especially when you look back at the beginning, like before the show came out and what the kind of premise of it was like, because it spurs all from Endgame, right? When he, like I saw, I think I've seen a couple jokes about it. It's like, thank God Hulk took the stairs in Endgame, right? Like it's all (laughs) spurred from this one small thing, but like, it's, it's crazy to look back and just see how much, like real estate we got out of such a like small inconsequential thing. And like, cause we thought we already had kind of done everything we could with Loki. Right. Yeah. Um, it's crazy to look back on and just see how much mileage they got out of uh, Loki's character. And I mean, Tom, Tom Hiddleston again, like just knocked it out of the park. Um, so yeah. Uh, Absolutely. I, and that's something too that I want to, I want to, jump off your point there as well it's actually really impressive what marvel's been able to do with this loki character because when you thought of loki in the past it was like oh loki and thor loki and thor is the duo but that's because they're like brothers and they had that brother rivalry and they were enemies and all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff when i think of loki now his duo is is mobius like when i think of loki i think of him with mobius like that's Mm -hmm. that's the do like i love those characters together and the way that they're able to like get me to like totally get on board with that dynamic and that's like the definitive loki dynamic in my Mm -hmm. mind now that's impressive especially when this character has been around for over a decade and it's been that duo for like a decade thor and loki yeah well and yeah he was if he wasn't a like main uh, antagonist to like thor and the avengers he was just kind of sidelined as this side character that wasn't actually explored a ton beyond being thor's brother like chaotic yeah. brother right like uh because like post avengers like because that was his probably biggest role uh until loki um he was always like i think infinity war would probably be the next biggest moment and even then he's only in it for like the beginning yeah um, so to see him get his full show and have his like character arc be fully fulfilled and come to fruition in a really impactful way is really impressive just on its own um and tom hiddleston and and the writers they never lost sight that this is loki but it's not our loki and that's something i also really appreciate and find nuance with in this performance is the loki that died in infinity war is still dead like that loki that we journeyed with all the way into infinity war when he gets his sacrifice and his his Mm -hmm. neck snapped he is still dead. This didn't undo that. This is just another version of Loki that went a completely different direction, had different experiences, and therefore totally. he's the same character, but his arc and the way that he is is different from that Loki while also having the same kind of traits. I really appreciated that. I thought they had that balance phenomenally well. Yeah, completely agree. Um, Cool. I think that's a good place to kind of step off into our spoiler territory. So if you haven't seen season two yet, uh, please do go watch it. It's only six episodes. Um, And then come on back to hear our spoiler thoughts. Um, So I actually had 
made notes for this uh, this review because there were things I wanted to make sure I touched on. Um, Ooh, Miss Minutes is horny. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Not in my notes, but yeah, great. Better great be point. that's the thing um, to me the most. <laughs> what a so okay. <laughs> you, you I don't joke, remember that being but... in season one at all. <laughs> no. no, not at all. Um, like, yeah, you joke, but I think that was probably one of the weaker episodes and the weaker kind of character through lines, mm-hmm. I think. And it also is kind of like, it's not, I'm not trying to be super critical of it, but like, it's also kind of literally shrugged off with uh, OB at the end of like, what's Miss Minute's whole deal? And it's like, I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was probably one of the weaker spots. Uh, it was, it feels looking back kind of at like a, just uh, for the sake of having an antagonistic uh, force and having all this infighting at the TVA, right? Um, it feels like it's wrapped up relatively quickly. Like it's, it's really just uh, contained within that one episode uh, yeah. pretty much. We get that like one cliffhanger of um uh oh what's her name the the original like leader of the tva with miss minutes ravona yeah i think ravona. it's ravona renslayer is her last renslayer name. Her last name. right yeah we get that like one uh episode like cliffhanger of that moment where they're like gonna she's gonna sit on the throne and with like miss minutes or whatever um but it didn't amount to a ton mm-hmm. um and I mean, like, it's it's fine when you're thinking in the grand scheme of it all. Uh, it's just kind of one of those B plots uh, that didn't end up going anywhere. Um, and just kind of that whole uh, uh, through line with Victor Timely as well. Uh, I mean, uh, what's what's his name's performance uh, was a little. I didn't, I wasn't sold on it. Oh, necessarily. Um, uh, Jonathan Majors. Yeah. Jonathan Majors. Um, I wasn't sold on Victor Timely's, uh, performance. You didn't like um, the choice of the, of the stutter and the lisp. Nah, not particularly. Uh, but I mean, Time it did. is <laughs> moving. I, I will say I actually quite enjoyed that as a post credit scene. It felt very, even though like, say what you will. About oh, and Quantumania. Quantumania. Yeah, it, it did. It felt very like ominous, uh, given the context of everything. It maybe kind of fell a little flat uh, in the show itself. Um, and then Jonathan Majors also like redeemed his performance a little bit with uh, his episode of He Who Remains. I think that was a really great um, mm-hmm. like dialogue between him and Loki. I loved that scene a lot. Um, but yeah, I think the the Victor Timely like flashback scene uh, episode was probably my least favorite uh, or one of. Um, That's kind of fair. I mean, like there was a weird kind of like, will they, won't they with Renslayer and, 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 and uh, timely. Victor timely. Yeah. That, that was, kind of felt a little weird. It was a love triangle with, Miss with Miss Minutes and they ditch her. And then, yeah, I could see why that was, I, I, I still enjoyed that episode and I liked the Victor Timely character. And I liked, I liked that, the the choices that Jonathan Majors and the writers and stuff made for that character, they made him so different from He He Remains. Who He He Remains is kind of this theatrical, mm-hmm. uh, very confident, uh, yeah, uh, kind knowing. of you know snake. Yeah. 
Whereas yeah. I felt like Victor Timely was almost like a shell of a man pretending to be, um, you know, trying to be confident, pretending to be this this bigger figure. And he's also a, a scam artist. <laughs> so that was yeah. that's a little bit of the snakiness in him. But yeah, he's nowhere near the the feeling of power that he who remains had. And I kind of like the way that Jonathan Majors played it. Yeah. Yeah. I think part of the, um, maybe some of the, uh, like disappointment I felt from this show, especially with the whole, uh, he who remains variant and Victor timely through line setup. I think anytime because of the kind of, um, uh, like, conversations surrounding Kang and him being the next big bad. I think any time you start uh, introducing Kang or like leaning into Kang as a character and bringing him up into uh, like pieces of media for this, it's like, okay, here we go. We're getting some like big stuff, like kind of with quantum mania a little bit. Yeah. And I think anytime, almost every time now it kind of like fizzles out and then it's like, okay, so then what are we doing? Um, And then like you're left kind of feeling a little unfulfilled. At least that's kind of how I felt. I don't think it damaged because like, again, like hindsight, looking back, I still think the show itself worked now seeing what the direction was that they were going the whole time. Um, Right. But I think some of this kind of first pass through watching the season is that like a passive like disappointment a little bit or like underwhelm underwhelming nature of like anytime we're dealing with Kang, it never feels like it's getting uh like any farther or any more meaningful. Yeah. Like it still feels like we're very in the dark in regards to I that. I can definitely character. see that because Marvel kind of set that expectation on themselves where they said Kang's gonna be this overarching villain for these next phases. And yeah. every time he's popped up you keep waiting for that moment where you're like big implications and it never really is like he he remains he first popped up it's like they kill him see you soon you're waiting oh ant-man ant-man's next okay you're waiting okay they took him out okay victor timely's next you wait oh he turned into spaghetti okay yeah like you just keep waiting and waiting for something to to like blow the universe up with kang and it just doesn't happen and that's something that marvel set up on the on themselves yeah Absolutely. Um, I, I will say like to their defense a little bit, like when you look back at Thanos, he probably had even less development and screen time until Infinity War. It wasn't actually until like you could say, I guess, uh, Guardians, he did have a more prominent role past just being in post credit scenes. But yeah, like Infinity Wars, the Infinity War was the first substantial time we got Thanos on screen and he was like the freaking protagonist of that whole film so like maybe they will pull off something very similar with Kang where we finally get a film dedicated to Kang and like it becomes this big thing right so like maybe um, but just with the amount of projects and everything uh, it does feel like a bit of a a stringing you along uh, the whole time type of thing right like so yeah um, but yeah uh what were some other did you have any uh uh big notes you wanted to throw i really like the time slipping like i like i kind of time slipping yeah like i kind of alluded to in my uh non-spoiler thoughts like first of all i'm a big fan of bill and ted 
Like I love okay. the Bill and Ted films. Yeah, so yeah. the way that they use time travel in this season reminded me of Bill and Ted quite a bit. So I had a oh, lot really? of fun with that. Cause it just, like I said before in season one, I did have trouble always grasping everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lot to take in of like suddenly the MCU is being governed by this time uh, variant authority mm-hmm. and they dictate what happens in the timeline. And it's like, okay, that's yeah. different than what I thought was happening behind the scenes. <laughs> but <laughs> with this one, it, it was contained enough where it was like, yeah, he's just kind of slipping through time. It's very easy to comprehend. Like he's going to all these different um, moments in time. And if he affects something in the past, like Bill and Ted, it affects it in the future. So I loved when they were talking to Obi in the first episode and, so and he slips to the past to Obi and Mobius is talking to Obi and he's like, have you ever done this? And Mobius <laughs> is like, uh no i never have and then loki mentions it and then they cut back to obi in the future oh wait a minute yes i did i made it it's right here (laughs) like i loved all that i thought that was so much fun it was so playful it was so lighthearted, and it wasn't it didn't bog you down with like trying to understand the quantum physics or whatever of it all it was just very it was very easy to understand it was a lot of fun totally yeah that pilot like i said the pilot and the or the premiere and the finale were definitely the strong points for me um, that was a great setup. I think they did a pretty good job of kind of catching you back up on kind of what happened uh, the previous season without being too expository. Like even if you didn't watch the like previously on type of thing, um, I think they did a pretty good job of kind of getting right into everything, but not losing you too much. And mm-hmm. they also weren't too indulgent with the like time travel jargon. I think they were pretty stripped back and fairly straightforward uh, with what they were trying to convey. And then having like the visual of the, um, the timeline device and all of the like branches happening, uh, like the visual uh, language was really clear as well. uh, Most of the time. Yeah. I agree Um, with that. I was really worried that the time slipping wasn't going to come back, but I'm really glad that it did towards the end. And we got like, a sort of like a mini arc of him mastering that whole thing um might have been a little bit rushed but yeah i i I could buy into it well enough the aura or whatever it is of the of his family his friends yes well and Um, also at the same time you say rushed but then i was like in that i think it was episode five or whatever i was like did we really need this as a whole episode to itself (laughs) Like I was like, <laughs> it feels like so weird. Like so, so little has happened in like 50 minutes of runtime. Um, That's the one like, where they're all displaced back into their original timelines, right? Like yeah. Mobius yeah. Has he has kids to gather everyone like up again. Yeah. I thought they could have done more with that. Honestly, I think like, maybe I thought it was that kind could of have been a better like through line of the season. Mm-hmm. If it was like um, Loki trying to gather everyone back up throughout the season um and then like trying to do that i don't know maybe uh it works in theory uh in my head but maybe not so much uh but i still liked the concept of everything and like the science versus fiction conversation with the ob and everything they totally ripped off themselves though with infinity war though like when they're all turned into spaghetti as their universe is being (laughs) destroyed definitely they they just did the dusting again they literally had like Totally. Oh, I don't want. I don't want to go, Loki. I don't want. <laughs> like there was. The, I'm sorry. Like there was like all these moments where I was like, "You're just doing the dusting again." Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it, yeah. it totally felt like they were ripping themselves off. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Um, 
I think another weak point as well, I think Sylvie, like I said, I did really like uh, her performance, um, but I think Sylvie felt a little shortchanged this season. Yeah. It feels kind of like she was, she was pretty one note overall for most of the season. I really could have done with, this is kind of just speaking to the overall uh, sense of the show is I think I could have used more tangible stakes of the timelines being destroyed. Like I think, and maybe this is where the um, all of Loki's friends being uh, relegated back to their original selves or whatever, or their variants Um, seeing more actual tangible uh, things they're fighting for, like uh, uh, Mobius's kids and like uh, just um, Sylvie's life that she's built for herself. Um, Just seeing that and like having that connection to be like, okay, we need to fix this because all of this is at stake. I think a lot of it was maybe relegated to lines of dialogue and literal lines on a computer screen of the different yeah. branches. Um, so I think maybe that could have been handled a little better, but still overall not too disappointing. I liked um, that the stakes were personal though. I liked that they kept it confined yeah. to Loki, his core group of, yep. uh, of friends. And they just kept it real personal the entire time. Like, like we, we really didn't see much of the TVA other than mostly like maybe two or three sets and like mm-hmm. maybe a collection of we like we did get a couple seven of new characters. sets too though with yeah. the pie room and Obi's room oh yeah the pie right? well the pie room was in season one I believe oh was it if I remember correctly. oh it was just like the cafeteria or something yeah I felt like there was yeah. less scenes of them like just like walking around the entire place the oh, entire yeah. time well and like... they also jump around to a bunch of different timelines yeah and absolutely stuff too right um yeah uh what else um yeah the I mean what we did see of the TVA was gorgeous as ever um i don't think any of the uh time i mean like i did like the old uh i don't know what you'd call it but like 1800s brooklyn or wherever they were with the like oh uh, amusement park and everything and the ferris wheel and all that that was a cool set um i don't think it quite got quite as bonkers uh as season one did with the like multiversal jumping concept i think it was a lot more stripped back which like which i, I, I appreciate ultimately that. okay with yeah it definitely yeah. made it feel more grounded and more character focused which is fine um but yeah uh what else yeah i think just sylvie in particular felt a little short changed overall um but well like, all she did was work at mcdonald's and then try to kill a kang variant the McDonald's <laughs> thing was so weird man yeah it felt so weird to me and maybe it was yeah. just the whole marketing like gimmick of it all that made me feel gross but like it just kind of a lot was like, of eh. uh those yellow or uh what are they called the yellow arches around yeah, <laughs> a yeah. lot of those yeah yeah um yeah although on the flip side of that for like character moments again ob was fantastic uh oh, every time Love he was on screen character. um uh mobius loved his stuff like him like you touched on it earlier him and loki's dynamic is amazing it's one of the best parts of this show i think yeah. um they get some really great comedic moments in like the first half of the season and then they get a really great powerful uh moment towards the end where loki slips back into his uh, past self in the interrogation room and everything that was a fantastic moment um owen wilson really 
like put on full display his acting chops of like emotional beats like the moment uh at the very end with him and his kids him like just looking back at his uh like past life or whatever you want to call it um that was super powerful super good yep um got to see him on a jet ski might not have been the water but we got to see him on a jet ski yeah yeah that was a great great moment as well um yeah and i don't know if i have a ton of other specific things but i do i do appreciate what it did this season and it's it just really makes i think it uh fixed a lot of the problems i had with the ending of season one where it felt like a big cliffhanger um and watching these as like back to back as like one season basically of television um i think it's gonna age very well and it's just a great like uh deep dive into loki's character um and like, I mean, yeah, the like ending. Of, we got to talk about the ending, though, right? I mean, the, oh, yeah, where the they end finale. up with Loki. Wow, that was a very powerful finale. I think. Yeah, um, I agree. The look of it all, with like the the branches going into his cape, and he gets the horns back as well. Um, I also Sacrifices saw himself to a life of loneliness. Yeah, and which in the previous episode, he literally confesses to not wanting to be lonely at yep. the very end, right? Yeah. Oh man. Wow. It it was so good. Like amazing performance from Tom Hiddleston. Uh the like just the visuals of everything. I think the He Who Remains conversation was in that finale, right? I'm pretty yes, sure. Yes, it was. Yes, yeah. it was. Because he I knew that, that Loki like, was gonna show up. Yeah. I loved the heel turn of like Loki freezing time as well and like seeing He Who Remains react to that too, right? And him also, like, I also really appreciate the kind of subversion of thinking he's gonna have to kill Sylvie and then just not and choosing his own path, right? Yeah. I loved that moment. Um, So cool. I never expected to see the Yggdrasil tree, the world tree, uh, being used as kind of like a, a, a motif for him, like, holding all of time together. Um, yeah, that was beautiful. beautiful so imagery. cool. The, the VFX in this show were amazing. I think it's probably one of the yeah. best looking shows of like the MCU. And maybe even one of the best things post Endgame, I would say. One I would, yeah, honestly, things. I would agree with that. Yeah, especially yeah. like the temporal loom. Whenever they went into the temporal so loom cool. and all the colors flying around. And yeah, yeah. that was the suit. That was awesome. Yeah, very cool. I loved the the uh the whole bit, the comedic bit of Loki learning quantum physics for <laughs> yes, centuries, it'll take centuries. The, centuries later. Centuries later. <laughs> yeah, that was very good. I love the insinuation that they like killed Victor Timely like fifty like more than yeah. fifty times. And like the implication of he died simply because the thing rolled off of the the platform yes. or whatever one time. <laughs> Don't set it down, it'll roll off. <laughs> Yeah, very well done. Um, some great use of like time loose time loop uh, mechanics and stuff. It was really really good. Um, yeah, like the more I look back on it, there was there was definitely way more positives than negatives that I had with this show. Um, and I'm sure even some of the negatives will probably not bug me as much on kind of a rewatch. Uh, yeah, really enjoyed this season. I would say overall. 
Um, yeah, thought it was very, very good. I definitely say, uh, I would say if like people haven't seen season two yet and they had never watched season one, now is a great time to binge those back to back. I think oh, yeah. it would work fantastically as a concise 12 episode arc. Yeah. Um, so I definitely recommend it to people who have slept on it. Um, and definitely don't watch it on its own without having seen season one. Um, cause you'll probably be lost. I can't imagine watching this show, uh, without any prior knowledge. Yeah. No. Um, but catch so the yeah. Marvels, even if you haven't seen Miss Marvel or WandaVision, you know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no <yeah>. different. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Uh, any other last minute thoughts before we wrap things up, Zach? I just thought it was a really solid season, a very consistent season, a very focused season. Uh, did a lot for the char- this character of Loki. I love where he started, um, and I love where he ends with mm-hmm. uh, being the lonely guy on who has to keep time alive, basically, and has to yeah. sacrifice himself so that his friends can stay alive. Going to be really interesting to see the implications of that going forward because the the multiverse and the and the timelines with the TVA, I feel like, have been separate things. Um, I feel like they do multiverse in the movies and the timeline stuff on Loki, and I feel like one doesn't affect the other. So I'm I'm very curious to see if they're going to make implications of this Loki holding on to all the timelines affect the multiverse saga further in the movies. Yeah, well, it's that. It's also interesting because, like, when you think we kind of talked about this uh, concept in the Marvels review of, um chronological timeline of this but loki season two in particular especially with literally that centuries later part yes is like it really throws the whole chronological timeline because like a lot of it i think apart from the centuries later thing could theoretically take place directly after the events of endgame because like Loki picks up the Tesseract and then he's zipped off to the TVA. And I don't think yeah. much time passes over that whole story other than the obvious thing. Um, well, we do know, we do know um, at the end of this season that Quantumania has taken place because they mentioned there was a Kang variant on 616 on the, on like a, a sub realm, yeah. but they took care of it, which is relating back to Ant-Man and the Wasp right. Quantumania. So yes, we do that know that by true. the end of this season, that has taken effect. Yeah. Other so than that, I guess sure. you could maybe look reference back to how much time passes of uh, from uh, quantum mania uh, between that and end game and everything. But yeah. How that, long did it take for Scott Lang to write that book? That's what we need to know. How long too. did that book take to write and put out? <laughs> then we'll know exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, it, uh, it does seem to kind of have some, uh parallel implications like uh especially with stuff regarding the marvels i won't go into it too much regarding spoilers because this especially since this video might come out beforehand but the implications of the marvels stuff like no way home as well and dr strange obviously um all kind of feel like they're running on parallel tracks a little bit um but like with how season two ends the reading I got at the very least is like, okay, so we avoided blowing up every timeline. We now no longer have um, a sacred timeline. We might have like the main one, the 616 one that we continue to follow. Uh, but now this kind of 
opens up the floodgates of, okay, there just is a multiverse. There is multiple timelines, right? Um, and then we kind of go from there. Yeah. So, Well, yeah. like he's holding all of them, right? He's holding yeah. all the timelines. So they're all exactly. alive. Yeah. Whereas before it was all about getting them shut down. This season was about keeping them all alive. Right. And he's doing that. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go with that. Totally. Yeah, I agree. Um, cool. Well, Zach, thank you once again for joining me this episode on the uh, No Score Review Show. Uh, thank you all f- so much for watching and listening. Please let us know your thoughts on Loki Season 2. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Uh, what things did you like and or hate? Uh, let us know in the comments below, or you can tag us on the socials. Uh, Zach, where can the people find you? Yeah, thank you so much, man, for having me back. I had a blast. It's always fun talking Marvel and movies with you, and I guess TV. Uh, yeah, you can find me at uh, Zach Milne Talks Movies on YouTube. Uh, just type in, you know, Zach Milne, and I'm sure you'll find me. Or you'll find a, a figure skater. I found him a couple times. But, oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, Zach Milne Talks Movies, you'll find me. Uh, Twitter, um, at Milne Movies, M-I-L-N-E Movies, um, Instagram, TikTok, you know, all the socials that are required to do this YouTube thing. You can find me many places. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. And you can find me wherever you're listening to or watching this episode. I will have an episode because I think this video will actually go up before uh, the Marvels. Um, I recorded a review of the Marvels with uh, the lovely Zach Milne uh, before this one. So please keep an eye out for that. Uh, and Zach also did his own review. Are you planning on doing your own review for this as well? Did you mention for that? Loki season two? Probably not. I okay. I feel like it's just kind of um, there's so much coming out that I just got to keep up with that. I feel like totally. this is one that's going to get lost in the crack. So I'm glad that I've got to got got to do this with you. So thank you so much, man. That, for yeah, bring me on. I and I will. I will say not to not to spoil the Marvels, but uh, if you're going to catch an MCU project this weekend. Check out Loki season two. <laughs> there you go. That's that's the the TikTok clip review. <laughs> um, perfect. Yeah, I feel uh, grateful to have you on to talk. Uh, I mean, I guess it is Zach Milne talks movies, so you're keeping it on brand at the very least. Yeah. Moving uh, pictures, you know, it's very yeah. technical. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, that'll be your second channel, Zach Milne talks talkies, <laughs> talks moving pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Well, uh, go check out Zach's uh, solo review of the Marvels, as well as uh, his uh, newest project. He's doing his favorite scenes of the uh, Phase One MCU movies. Yeah, every that Marvel correct? Cinematic Universe movie favorite scene from every movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Phase One is up. Uh, phase Two, I'm working on currently, so Perfect. should be up a uh, couple days after this is posted. Maybe it's already up. I don't know. You guys can <laughs> tell me in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, so you can go check those things out on Zach's channel as well as a bunch of other uh, movie reviews as well and his live show. Um, He does great things over there, so please uh, be sure to go give him some love. Otherwise, as far as my channel goes, uh, I've got uh, reviews for... uh, Spooky Season was last month, so there's a bunch of uh, horror movie reviews. I have a dedicated playlist to that on my channel if you're interested in that type of thing. Um, I also did a review for Killers of the Flower Moon, if you're into more serious uh, pictures, as well as a review of the Vancouver International Film Festival for this year. Uh, if you want to learn about some of the uh, smaller movies making their way to the market uh, this year. 
And uh, yeah, otherwise you can find me on all the socials at no score or at no score reviews. Zach, thank you once more for joining me as always. I love having you on and uh, thank you all so much for watching and listening. We'll see you in the next review. Bye-bye.